and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is 2020 vision. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so first and foremost, for all of you who have been waiting for me to get to the podcast this year, I want you to know I appreciate your patience. It has been a wonderful start to the year. There's been ups and downs from the company's perspective, but more importantly, I've been able to spend the last, well, it's two months now spending time with my baby, um, and I love him desperately, and things have been going very well with that. He's been very healthy and very happy, and you know, that's that's good. We just took him yesterday to get his shots from the doctor for two months, and uh, well, that was an interesting experience. But anyway, I want to get back into the podcast. I really want to get back to doing it twice a week and doing the, the details as much as I can, and I'm going to do my best to keep up with that schedule. So here I am working on it, but first I want to talk a little bit about what we're doing this year. I think, you know, for many of you who've been listening to the podcast, who've been watching the evolution of this company as time has gone on, you may have realized that uh, strategizing and planning is not necessarily my strong suit. I make up for it in many ways by being very flexible and adaptable and, you know, all those other good things. But, you know, planning is such a vital part of success in business. And I think the fact that we haven't been really operating without much of a plan has been a weakness for us. And it's something I want to remedy in 2020. Now, for those of you who've been thinking to yourself, well, Colin, you know, what's been working has been working. You know, why would you change it? I think that while that's true, you know, we've we've had enormous success um, and, and that's not something to to shy away from right like there it's it's important to say you know this is how we were able to grow and this is how we got to where we're at and so maybe we shouldn't necessarily change the formula that much um i think that that's true and i think we can maintain what we've been doing that's been good by scaffolding that with good planning and proper planning because there is a certain level of untenability that comes with you know growing at the absurdly fast rate that we grew last year there is a certain instability of a company that's significantly larger. And I'll give you an example. So in this month or in January of this year, we did a lot more than we did in, in January of last year. We had good growth year over year. However, what those numbers don't reflect, what they don't show necessarily on the top of the line, is that we've also added uh, quite a few new employees. We've added a lot more as far as expenses from the cost of goods sold perspective and from the logistics and inventory perspective. Because last year we had one and we had we had two brand new products. That was the classic cut Murdy number two and the number three, the original version of the number three folio. That was the brand new product. And we had two of those. We have massively, I mean, massively expanded our product line in one year. And so when you look at obviously our overhead and inventory numbers, you're saying, wow, this is this is a lot more expensive to run the company, even though we've seen good growth. And that actually brings me to the 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 purpose of the planning. And it's because we need to stabilize the company in um for the long term, right? You know, when you look at companies' growth cycles, when you look at companies um, what's the right way to say? When you look at the, there's a, in business school, they talk about this a lot. There's this growth circle. There's, there's the curve of the early adopters who then, you know, then there's a big growth phase. And then once you hit that growth phase, you, you mature. And then eventually there's the death of the life cycle. That's, that's the product life cycle. And I think on a macro level that can happen to companies as well as their products evolve and change. Now for me, it's been really important to say, 
we've been flexible and we've been just saying, okay, let's just grow, right? Let's push that growth button. Let's work on making um, all of our products the very best they can be. Let's work on launching new products. Let's work on diving into new markets. Let's try new marketing tactics. You know, there's a lot of different aspects to that that's that's been really successful and I've been, you know, detailing those as, as I've gone along. But one of the, the struggles that I see is if we don't properly plan out how 2020 may look right if we and i'm not talking like we're not going to know you, you never know with the plan right it's never going to happen for sure but if you don't plan you definitely it's not gonna, it's definitely not going to go according to plan if you don't plan at all so you know there's something to that but for us i want us to be able to say that we're going to be around for 100 years right i was i was looking at um famous companies that have been around for a very long time and the beretta company is a famous italian gun maker they've been around for almost 500 years now and they've been family owned for those many many years and I was thinking about that when I was listening to the kind of the history of the company it's like how how do you make your company survive 500 years and that's a very complicated question uh, and very few companies have done it very few there are very few companies that have survived 100 years much less 500 so you know, you think about that and, and what that means. And and so, for example, the the, the uh, Fortune 500 companies, the average lifespan of a Fortune 500 company is 30 years. That's pretty spectacular when you think about it. However, that's also pretty shocking when you think about it, right? Now, for us, I want us to last. I want us to go the distance. I want our products to be iconic and timeless, and I want them to be available to people 500 years from now in some form or another. And I think when, it, when, when you look at that, you have to say, okay, well, how do you make that happen? One of the challenges of our growth has been our self-capitalization, right? We, we, I really have only borrowed a little bit of money from the bank, and it's on a line of credit, and it's cash collateralized. And I've put a little bit of money on credit cards, but, you know, in the overall big picture, not very much. And so we've been basically self-capitalizing our growth, which means that every dollar the company makes in profit, we put back into the company in some in some form or another. Marketing, uh, buying more inventory, building new products, right? It's That's how it's been. And that's fine, right? That, that method has allowed Leah and I to build a beautiful life that we love, that we're very happy with. It's allowed me to hire incredible people who have been wonderful additions to the team and who have truthfully been vital to our ongoing success and how we've been able to maintain this. I mean, I think that's that's been a good process. But that's not un, that, that's an unsustainable way of, of building a business because eventually something's going to happen. Right. The market's going to have a downturn. Some major product is going to fail. There's going to be a lawsuit, God forbid. Like there's a lot of reasons why something horrible can go wrong. And if you've been spending all of your, you know, all of your profit on rebuilding and building the company, what ends up happening is, is there's nothing left in the reserves to tap into when things happen, when the bad things happen. Right. When things go wrong, when the market takes a downturn. Right. These are all very real problems that could happen at any time. So for us, for 2020, one of my big strategic goals is not only to continue our growth in a much, much more um, modest sense, right? We did 340 plus percent last last year. I'd love 35 percent, right? If we did 35 percent, that probably would bring us into a, a place financially where we would be able to continue to support the people that we've currently hired, the, the team that has been so successful that helped us, that we built during the Christmas season that have been wonderful employees and, and dedicated workers and, and very valuable people. So I think if we were able to grow that point, we'd be able to maintain them and be able to keep that team in its current form or another. Uh, we'd be able to, you know, order and build our inventory or on the shelf inventory in such a way that we'd be able to have 
a lot more in stock and we'd be able to kind of remove the problems that we've been having where we go out of stock of things that are popular, which is a, a devastating problem. That was a huge problem. That was one of the reasons why the first two weeks of January were very slow for us. Our core product line, almost all of our core product line was out of stock. And that's just because we were so frantically trying to fulfill orders for Christmas that we got behind in ordering and there's lead time for things like this. So that was something that we worked on resolving and that was the part of the reason why the beginning of January was so slow and then we kind of rebounded once things got back in stock and the you know ramp up to Valentine's Day and a lot of those other reasons contributed to the second half of January being pretty good all things considered. However, that's something where we need to be able to have there's got to be a baseline um, a baseline amount of, of revenue of course to support the fact that we've got the workshop that we have to pay for and obviously all of the machines and all of the maintenance and all of the people and you know we have to obviously cover the cost of the inventory and then beyond top of that there's always the x factor which is the marketing costs how as much does it cost to sell a book that's a constantly changing and impossible question to answer another aspect that i think is important for us as a company and something that i've wanted to do for a long time is i want to build a workshop and you know you may say to yourself well why would you want to build a workshop rather than just renting a space and you know we looked at renting we we very seriously considered renting. And when you look at the, the if you go back and listen to those podcasts, that was a, a tough decision. There was a lot of things that went into that. But I realized when I was looking, and we, I've continued to look at the renting market, right? But the thing I've realized when I've looked at that market is there are very few shops out there that are really built for what we want to do. And there are very few places that have the aesthetic that we're looking for. And you may say to yourself, well, why does that matter? I think that aesthetic of a workshop is vitally important for people who both not just visitors, which is, you know, part of it, but more importantly for the people who work there. Because if you can build a workshop that's both beautiful and incredibly functional and, and tailored to your purpose, people, I think, enjoy work more. They enjoy going to work in a place that's beautiful. And I think you don't have to look much further than, you know, the great cathedrals of Europe or, you know, those that are in the United States to be able to see that that beauty can transcend can provide a transcendent experience uh and and that is important for us as people it's important for us as as you know creatures of of habit so i've wanted desperately to build a workshop i've wanted to build it in such a way that people could come visit and we could have people who would be able to come and, and see us work see us make things maybe it'll have a small little retail space or at the very least be able to say you know if you come you can pick out the leather and we'll make it in front of you and then you can buy it like that i think would be an amazing opportunity for us mostly in that it's just a fun thing it's like it's a cool aspect of the company that i want to share with people how it's made so for us i think that is a um a future for us and if you look at how much we're spending on, you know, rent for where we currently live and rent for the workshop and, you know, all of the other factors that kind of go into the overhead, it's not it's not necessarily a bad financial decision to say that we would actually buy land and build a house for Leah and I somewhere on the land and potentially build a workshop somewhere on the land. You know, there's there's an opportunity there for it to be not necessarily a bad financial decision. And if we do that, we then turn expenses into equity, right? We, now the money that we're paying every month goes to building an asset that the company owns and can get a loan against and, you know, can be a safe haven for a little bit of capital so that when the downturn happens, if it happens, when it happens, we have a safety, you know, a place that money has been stored that we can safely borrow against more importantly. And I think when you look at the long-term structure of the company, that not only is that building a workshop going to be an important part of it, but planning for us is going to be able to say, how can we organize our, our inventory and our ordering system so that we're not ordering more than we need, but that we have enough on the shelf? 
How can we plan out our marketing in such a way that things don't just happen and we aren't able to to take the most advantage of them? And I think for me as well, you know, I've I have been agonizing over the last two months over the future of the company's product line. And, you know, it's something where and I'll, I'll probably do a whole a whole nother separate podcast on this particular topic, as well as some of the other topics that have been kind of rattling around in my brain. But you know, we've, we've we started with a purpose, right? There was a reason I started this. There was a, a, a coherency to the, the product line, right, to the, the what we offered. And, you know, we, we expanded on that a little bit with the accessories line and that was strategically done because we we have a lot of opportunities with that that I think are um it's a type of low-hanging fruit that by diversifying into it we can utilize a lot of the company's already paid expenses in a better way and we can and we can diversify into that market pretty easily so it's not it's not it so that was kind of a no-brainer when it came to what to do with that that was a diversification there however now we have bigger questions i.e. technology. How diversified into technology do we want to be? And, you know, there's a couple of different questions that go into that. And it's a complicated question. And that's why it probably deserves its own podcast. But that's part of this 2020 vision is what products are we going to launch and how are we going to launch them and in what order and how are we going to roll them out so that they make sense to people and that they're not overwhelmed by all the new products, but at the same time, they're excited about the new ones. How do we work on tweaking the way that we do our communication with people so that the communication feels natural and not you know annoying or overbearing but at the same time is able to help keep us top of mind for people because there's a lot of opportunities i think for us to to expand on our current customer base and to help kind of sell more to our current fans who love us already and and there might be opportunities where they just don't think oh that would be a good gift for that person or, you know i should i should see if colin's got something for them right you know i think that if we can kind of work on maintaining that top of mind presence we're going to be better off there's going to be a much more cohesive and i think uh, you know a better relationship for us to to build with our community you know i think that we're looking in february which is going to be february this actually on february 1st of 2018 I had written in my journal that I was thinking about starting the company around the journals and uh, February 18th was the first sale we made on Amazon and um, that was kind of the first sale of the company as it you know as a as a formed entity Um, and we're coming up on a hundred thousand followers two years later and I think when you look at that you can say wow that's an amazing thing and that is an amazing thing I'm I'm not I'm not saying that that's not I'm I'm thrilled with where we're at however i think that if we're going to be if we're going to look at the million follower mark if we're going to look at the bigger bigger numbers saying okay how do we structure a company to do that as is a good plan is a good thing and it's something we need to do and i need to do specifically so that i don't lose my mind because i can't work 90 hour weeks forever you know and especially now that i have a son and i'm hoping to have quite a few more over the course of the many years you know we need to be able to say how can we how can we structure the company so that there's you know, so that it doesn't require me to work 90 hours every week to be able to to keep it floating and to keep it going. So I think there's a lot of wonderful opportunities. I appreciate those of you who have stuck around, you know, and waited for this podcast and are, are going to be members of our community as we go forward. My hope is to get back into the swing of things and do a, a podcast uh, every, every, you know, twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And my hope specifically is to dive more into these topics that I've been thinking about. There's a lot of deep topics uh, surrounding, like I said, the technology line and, you know, a couple of different diversification directions that I'm going to take the company. 
uh, as part of this as part of this uh, this evolution. And I think that you know there's just so many cool opportunities to see this evolve. And for those of you who've been watching and listening since you know the beginning, I can't imagine that uh, that it's going to be any less interesting going forward than it has been thus far. So thank you and stay tuned for the next uh, the next podcast. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get uh, notified of the latest podcast right away. That's especially important now that I haven't been as good about being on time. Um, for those of you who've been subscribing, you'll be the ones that'll know that when the new things are launched. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. That being said... Uh, if you contact us via the website, there is a certain level of like, we, that's the first thing in the morning that we go and we read through is all the messages that came through from the website. I'm not as good as Facebook on Facebook and Instagram mostly because that's kind of as I get to it. If I have a moment, I usually go check Instagram messages and things like that. So if it's something that's time sensitive, especially definitely shoot us an email because we're going to be a little bit better about getting to that in a, in a time sensitive way. Um, however, I do love reading Instagram and Facebook messages, so you can definitely reach out to there. Uh, if you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community, and word of mouth is still the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. In light of that as well, big announcement, and I'll do a whole podcast on how this evolved over the last three months. We are officially going ahead with the, the brand ambassador program and that the tracking links are now working. So for those of you who have been thinking to yourself, I want to make sales, I want to get a commission, I want to be part of that, the brand ambassador program tracking links are now working. I've used it, I've tested it, it is now available. If you make a sale on Murdy Creative Co. because someone used your reference link, you will get 5%, at least 5% commission on what they buy. And if you do it a lot and you get really good at it, that commission can jump to 12% over the course of time. So definitely, definitely look into that. You can find that on murdycreative.co slash ambassador. Or if you go under the about or the uh, the socials tab, there's a link on the website to both of those on both of those areas to our ambassador program. So go check that out. Sign up. Uh, it allows you to make a little bit of money while sharing the podcast so or sharing the company. If you are looking for multiple binders or journals or folios or accessories even, for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts available. We are also in 2020 working on diversifying a little bit more into retail and resell. So for those of you who are shop owners who want to list Murdy Creative Co. products in your shop, um, reach out to us. I want to I want to talk to you about that. You know, there's a couple opportunities. We're it's still early in the process. We're still not quite we haven't quite finalized exactly how that looks, but we're in the midst of a kind of a pilot program, and that's something that there's a lot of flexibility in a pilot program that there might not be on later. So uh, definitely reach out about that because uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in that. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Then goodbye. <laughs>